When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Rolling. <laughs> My traditional cough. <laughs> traditional pregame cough. Yes. <laughs> now, we did not have Patrick join us Friday, Friday. as his normal uh, spot. We had him the previous day last Thursday. But Friday, you uh, you had to attend a service. I, uh, Father Brian O'Rourke from uh, uh, from uh, Sainted Aunt Helen's uh, brood of kids, mm-hmm. lived right across the uh, corner from St. Mark's in their uh, youth and wilder there, right yep, around the yep, corner. Yep. And uh, uh, Brian died, uh, I think, in April, late April. And his sister Sheila died on Christmas Day. Oh. In uh, in uh, Arizona of ALS, mm-hmm. so we had a double header. Friday we had Brian, and then Saturday we had Sheila. So we had them both, and I got to see a lot of relatives I hadn't seen in a while. But as predicted, mm-hmm. Archbishop Hebda you had the arch. was in the house. Yeah, wow. what was time of game? Uh, I was very fearful. Yep, but we went about one ten. Hey, that's not, not bad. And you know why? Because you were sitting in the back going, you were like going this, like no, this, giving him the rap No, side. because the arch, who's a stout fella, mm-hmm. was as overheated as the rest oh, of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The arch finally had to do give the whole deal, and give the whole the, deal. The arch <laughs> wipe his brow, you know, wiping his brow, and yeah, doing the whole, whole deal. And the arch, <laughs> they had you know full garments, the whole deal. Yeah, up there on these oh, yeah. and it had to be ninety-eight in St. Mark's. No, mm. no hint of air conditioning. Mm. And the only fans were up on the altar, aimed at the arch, right. oh, trying yeah. to get up underneath guy. the garments, yeah, from trying to keep him a little late. <laughs> but he was heated up. Did he give remarks? Uh, he did not make the uh, the homily, eulogy, homily, whatever it was, but he did talk briefly about how great it was to have parish priests like Brian O'Rourke mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. before he left. But he's got the... What is he? Early seventies, maybe my age, probably. Uh, man, I could I could be looking in a mirror. Basically, he's a stout fella, okay. just like I am, right? Yeah. But he's got the old man walk going, the kind of the sideways oh, yeah. shuffle. Yeah. Waddle, waddle, waddle. So, so I think I could beat him in a walking <laughs> contest. But uh, he was definitely overheated. Well, that and saved that, you. That oh, that saved us a lot of time. I yeah. think. Uh, now, Brian, uh, sixty-one years of age. He'll turn sixty-two. No. Sep- 
Bernard Hebdo, he'll turn 62 September 3rd. Damn, I didn't he think is, he was in his 70s. He is not well, aging gracefully. Oops, but on. anyway, uh, like some of we'll us. We'll just delete that uh, yes. part. Of <laughs> no, we won't. I, he seemed like a hell of a guy. He's a guy. He is a good guy. He's he a, like I've a seen guy. him at several functions. When yeah. I've been an MC, he will take the needle with a grace. Yes. He's a, he's he a fun out, guy. You know, he didn't run out when he was done. He sat down on the on the bottom of the steps and yeah. talked to people yeah. afterwards. Good guy. Yeah. But... Uh, the uh, the guy who did the homily was see when Brian first went into the you know first Industry. had his vocation he was a Capuchin monk oh and uh, I think the fact that the, the, the you know the Capuchin monks they, they they like that you know that hardcore you know kneeling for five hours oh a yeah, day, right, yeah you know? right, I mean yeah. there's a lot of suffering yeah. Like and, the dude and, in um in uh what not Angela's Ashes, what is the one where they're looking for the uh Dan O'Brien book? Yeah. Uh oh, you didn't you didn't care for it. I, don't, I can't I don't think like of the you. name. But uh he gave that up, right? He he resigned from the Capucins and it took him but he stayed very active in the church and working for the poor and all that stuff. But then he got through Archbishop Roach. He tried, you know, he went through a, about a 10-year process of becoming a parish priest through mm. Archbishop Roche mm. and went through the Vatican and the whole deal. And then he had uh, he had a, a two, he might have had a third parish here, but he had St. Mary's by the Lake in Plymouth for a long time. And then he came back home to where he uh -huh. was an altar boy, St. Uh -huh. Mark's for- How old uh, was he when he died? Seven or eight years, early 80s. Yeah. He had a massive heart attack about 15 years ago, mm. though, and was that uh, kind of knocked him up for a peg. And he uh, he was living out in California, but you know, raised two million bucks for some charity yeah. or something. He was, uh, but I well, the good you, ones are rainmakers. Oh yeah, yeah, he was, they can uh, get the dough. He, uh, he was a could be a pretty funny guy telling stories about my old man and because uh, he'd, he'd come down with his buddies in the summer and my old man would just work them unmercifully yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> digging ditches and graves and everything yeah. and but he also the funniest story was i think did i tell you this one about you know he's the kind of guy that became very close to the parishioners and as a big favor to him some guy and his wife invited him to a Viking game. Mm -hmm. There is no place in the world he would rather not be right. than a Viking game <laughs> around a bunch of drunks. Right. And but he was too kind because he was so he said yes. So he was telling Katie and I this story once, made about 20 minutes about how they first went to Jack's yeah. and everybody got, you know, drank, and he doesn't drink, and then took the bus downtown. Oh. And sat among the screaming fanatics, <laughs> and 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 then came back, and they wanted their father. Are you going to stick around a little longer, yeah. Jackie? Said, no, I got to go. And he said, and two weeks later, they asked me again. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, for the next five years, I had to make up morbid stories <laughs> of like you know, uh, last rites for it. Had to kill off, had to kill off half the parishioners. <laughs> To make sure I didn't go to another Viking Did game. Did she die last week? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Died more often than uh, Percy Harvin's grandmother. Yes. <laughs> Went through more ailments than Percy Harvin's grandmother. But he was a good guy. But the art seemed like a good guy, but he was hot, man. Yeah. 
It was terrible. So the there. key to a time of game is you got to look at the forecast. Yes, right. <laughs> it, uh, you know, I think that uh, yeah, Brian planned his own. He knew he was dying. He planned his own uh, service, but I think that uh, I think they shortened. I think the arch looked at that when he went in the church and it was steaming and said, "Let's get rid of this thing and this thing and this thing and <laughs> let's go this thing." We're going to go Eucharistic prayer number two, but the he, shorter one. But his brother well, arch pulled rank. That's yeah, all. His, his older brother lives in Australia. Who have those? Uh, no, uh, Brian. Brian's older brother, uh, Darren. He was a brother too, but he's not anymore. He was brother Darren, and then he was Jerry, and then he was Frank. So it's hard to know what the hell to call him. But uh, huh. he's now. <laughs> Why was he changing his he's, name? He's, well, he was a first. He was a brother. Yeah. And then he was not a brother, and then he went back to his original name, Jerry. Oh. But then, in honor of his father, he became Frank. So. Whew. So yeah. we, we, we get communication from Frank, and I said, God, Frank died 25 years ago. What the hell's going on here? And then it turns out it's Jerry. Yeah. But in Australia. But uh, huh. but they had her on, like, live stream. Isn't this oh, a great okay. country? That, Close uh, circuit. Down in Australia, they could watch the I'll be. watch the funeral for him and then for his sister the next Did day. Did you have to go somewhere and have, a, like, a hard-boiled egg with nuts? Yeah, and, the next, uh, the, uh, over at the grade school there, down yeah. in the little basement Downstairs, there, yeah. they had it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I they, think when you have, uh, it's a rule of thumb that when you have a large priest, it is going to be shortened up, because I remember... You know, Monsignor Steiner at Nativity was uh, he was very skinny, skinny and guy. small, and that was he took his ending. time, yeah, and he was right. always Eucharistic prayer number three mm-hmm. in the hot summer. But the lightning land and Father Lannon, he was a big, <laughs> big guy, guy, and yeah. he would be sweating, and he'd have those oscillating fans on him. We called him. We knew if it was above eighty five, it was going to be lightning landing. It was he was going to shorten her up. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's nobody. It was slow Steiner, mm-hmm. lightning Lannon, and shotgun <laughs> and, and Kelly. And you knew lightning Lannon wanted to get out of there, and he'd say, "If you really think you have to go to communion, come on up. But there's no obligation here. Don't." That's well, what my friend John Malone said one time at Assumption on Christmas Eve. Yes. So when you get communion. Turn around and leave the church. <laughs> yes, right. yeah. That would have been good for my old man. Oh. He, uh, he generally left at the start of a communion, but once in a while he'd go up there. But uh, nothing, no more, I don't want to use the word appropriate because you don't like it, but well, no more fitting, uh, you can fitting use it. death. No more fitting death than Richard's. My dad. The, the squirrels, too. Uh, no. no well, yeah, that's what killed him, but did not. Not immediately. Oh. That the the, the uh, rabbit stew. Yeah. He'd eaten that, and then awesome pepper. caused his <laughs> caused his chest pains. But yeah. he went to St. Olaf's with Aunt Peggy on Saturdays, like they always did, and uh, like four thirty or something. It's right. a catechism you know, class, right? Four thirty. But then he left. Yeah. And when Peggy went to communion, he left and went and got the car. And he parked illegally in sure. the, out, outside St. Olaf, and he had a heart attack and died oh. for leaving. That's, that's leaving. what it was. His, his last Catholic act. Well, was how to old was Richard? Early. Sixty-eight. Is that's all. Yeah. Wow. You, you just you. you uh, last Catholic act was to leave community. Right. Leave early. But to go. To go do what? <laughs> to go. 
get the car. Yeah. That's what guys, guys <laughs> like to go get, get the car. I'm going to go get the car. Yes. Well, <laughs> not he, even at church. It's just wherever you are. It's a way to get out early. One, hey, of, my, go one of my favorite car. lines from a grandkid, granddaughter, is uh, it was a big baptism. Yeah. And uh, we're all there. And, and I said, where's your father? I, uh, I said, where's your dad? He, uh, he's parking the car. I said, where's he going to park? And she said, outside. <laughs> That's good. Well, that's accurate. Good. It was yeah. accurate. Boy, they've relaxed the rules, though, haven't they? As far as the uh, secular nature of the. Uh, Are we going to do the whole thing on religion today? Well, I was going to bring this up. I didn't. Re- My cousin Kathleen told me that when she got married long ago, right, sixty years or something. But uh, when she got married, her husband, even though he was a Catholic. Didn't have any Catholic buddies, and his dad was dead. Yeah. He had no brothers. Yeah, they made him find a Catholic to be the best man. Really? Yeah. Wow! You couldn't even have a godless Lutheran as your best man. Oh, I don't think it's that way now. Oh hell no! When we just had yeah. the baptism, yeah. the brother of the of the of the father yeah. was the godfather, and he'd never been in church in his life. Right. Nice well, it was guy. a pretty nice place, yeah. Nice guy, but we did tell him he's now responsible for making sure that the daughter goes to Mass every Sunday. You know? Got so, <laughs> that and some financial he... remuneration. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, yes. That's well, it, that's it. Well, but the twins aren't really worth talking no, about. Oh, what the hell. They're we can pray for them. Yeah. We can pray for them. I looked it up today, Reavers. I think I've detected part of the problem. Okay. In 2019, they went 101 and 61, and they hit a whole bunch of home runs. But they also finished ninth in the major leagues in pitching. Last year, they didn't hit it nearly as well, but they still went 36 and 24 in the midseason, and were fourth in the major leagues in pitching. How are we doing this, this year? This year, 27th. Oof. How many out teams? Of 30. 30. Yeah. 27th out of 30, and the Earned run average for all of baseball, the you know the cumulative ERA, four ten. They're four ninety nine. Holy wow! Time. In other words, damn near a run a game. They're oh. giving up damn near a run a game than an average team, and a run a game still is important in a baseball game. Mm-hmm. So. Where they are they are in the West on, Coast now? They're in yeah. Seattle, and I think I saw they are now on pace to lose 90, what was it, 96 games they're on pace to lose? Well, it's yes. it's 2011 all over you again, and they ended ago. up at 99. Yeah, but I didn't call it at the beginning. I picked up 87, 90. Every time I write something, ripping them, some guy on Twitter sends me back 87 and 75, which was my prediction, mm-hmm. which was by the by the way, the least generous in of, of all the Tribune guys, mm-hmm. you know, Star Tribune guys. But well, they were projected to be a 94-win yeah, team, no, I believe. No, the over and under was 88 and a half. Well, I thought I it was, thought higher it was than a little that. higher, but oh, it was okay. like What fourth. the hell happened? Well, Sano oh, hasn't come through. P- terrible pitch. Buxton doesn't play. No, the pitching yeah. is their problem. Pitching yeah. is a problem. Yeah. But, yeah. But not to I mean, the staff has been underwhelming, but the bullpen's been a disaster. Did Buxton get activated on the way out to Seattle? Uh, we expect him to play this evening, I mm-hmm. think. But uh, who knows? Why rush into it? My Habs <coughs> play tonight in Vegas. Oh, go you Habs. Know, Maurice Richard and the boys, Guy Lafleur, they're <laughs> turning over in their grave that, Boy, the, uh, that the Yankees of hockey yeah, are now have, playing uh, in Las Vegas. I am right. shocked that the Vegas has won the last four against uh, yeah. Colorado, Colorado yeah. man. 
they whopped them in game three, and you thought, I mean, be, they just barely beat them in game three, and then they beat them 5 1. And I said, well, you know, Colorado will get them back home. And they See the what, island beat the Tampas? Way to go, yeah, Island. Yeah. You got to go out there for old times. I sake. really should. <laughs> it would be great. Just visit it? that dumpy locker room. <laughs> Can you imagine? A Thursday, Friday, Saturday night game there, oh. and that tailgate with those fans—that would be incredible. Hey, did were you in Boston for the playoffs that year too? Was there one of those years? Weren't you in Boston? Probably. Once? Didn't you tell me that the you were up there? I I was there, but I was there for basketball, and we kind of stood on that. We we had the front row of the second deck. No, oh, I was way but up didn't top. Didn't you tell me you're up there and the train would go by and the yeah. whole thing? And sh- <laughs> Plus, plus up there, fans had figured out access to the roof. Oh, yeah. And they would it go outside and smoke joints. Plus, <laughs> if they were playing late in the season, yeah. no air conditioning. Oh, it was, was terrible. I was there for two Celtics-Lakers games in 80, whatever year the U.S. Open was at Wingfoot. And it was unbelievable. It had to be 100 degrees in trying to play basketball mm-hmm. and or hockey. Jeez. Mm-hmm. On, uh, well, how could they play that? How, how could they play hockey that late with no air no, conditioning? They, they, was it just slush? Ice, the ice in a lot of those places was not real good later. No. As they, well, they used to be done. In well, wasn't there a fog game? Main, what was the fog game? Dallas and Buffalo. Was Buffalo was Buffalo, right? Yeah, they couldn't see the puck. Couldn't see couldn't anything. See, couldn't see the other guy because <laughs> of the fog coming off the ice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would. Uh, but the garden was. It, I was in there late writing one night. Oh. Downstairs in the press room, yeah. it was a rat circus oh, yeah. walking out of there because yeah. they would, you oh. know, the fans and everybody would leave, and then they'd come out and start eating the popcorn. That's just like thing. that dump Fenway Park. Dump, <laughs> oh, bulldoze that yeah, I've dump. Seen, I've seen them there too. Yeah. Did you see the crowd want, at the Cubs game Saturday? Yeah, they, they had uh, what forty five thousand for the first time. They did there? not look like they were uh, social. They distancing? were social distancing. <laughs> the always available Bill Murray saying the. Take me out to the ball I game. I saw that. Yeah. And the Cubs, Judd and I were just talking about this. The Cubs were going to trade Bryant. They were going to, like, reef, you know, they didn't sign guys. Lester, they let him go, which was Well, good. they traded Darvish. Traded Darvish. Yeah. They were going to kind of give up. Now they're in first place, and the fans are coming up 40,000, and they're going to have to hang in. Meanwhile, your Cardinals have lost ten out of eleven yeah. or something, right? Those those end of the year series between the Cubs and the Brewers are always fun, though, especially mm-hmm. when they play in Milwaukee. Maybe we get a Cubs White Sox series. No, we could. Yeah, had one as recently as nineteen oh six, was it? I'm Some, not sure. I, I don't like remember that, that one. <laughs> I don't either. But don't. somewhere they did play each other in yeah. one, one year yeah. in there. I think maybe the last time the before the before this last time that the Cubs. Uh, won it, I think. Uh, I think 1906, but I might be wrong. 84, Wingfoot. 84, I was in there. Yep, that I was covered great, it. I covered the open there in 74. That was a that was a great series. Jack, Jack was there. Jack was there. Game two, and Jack they're going to lose, so the Celtics are ahead of him. Jack gets up and leaves, and the whole crowd is singing "Hit the Road, Jack," and he moons them. Oh. He dropped his pants. <laughs> and he, Jack always had like these two guys in leather I don't know. jackets. Boy, has he fallen off the public scope, hasn't he? Oh, God, he's 80-something. Yeah. 1906, the Chicago White Sox beat the Chicago Cubs. And by the way, where are my keys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But Jack, yeah, Jack mooned him walking out. It yeah. was great. They that have a list me. here of the uh, below is a chronological list of World Series play between teams from the same metropolitan area. And there's been one, two, three, four, five. Boy, there's been a well, bunch. Well, the Yankees, Dodgers, and yeah. Yeah, well, all of, damn near all of them are New York. Yankees, Giants, Yankees, Dodgers. Uh, the St. Louis Browns uh, lost to the Cardinals in 1944. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Browns become the Orioles? Yes. Yeah. And they that was because of the war. The Browns were like... The Browns were so bad that the, nobody would draft them. Yeah. <laughs> the Army didn't want them, so they had, they won the pennant. And uh, they were... They were Traditionally horrible, and yeah, they became the Orioles in fifty. Did the Browns and the Cardinals play in the same park? Yep, Sportsman? and the and, the, uh, and the, I believe I don't I, one of them. I think the Browns were the major tenant, but I might be or might be wrong. No, obviously not when it became Bush Stadium, but yeah, Sportsman's Park, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the great mock stories. Sixty four. This was sixty four. World Series used to be like teams, executives, and the, the owner and the mm-hmm. manager and the general manager, they go to the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. And 64, the Phillies blow it, right? And Mock, uh, Mock is there with John Quinn, mm-hmm. you know, and his guy. And he's about 15 rows behind the Cardinals dugout, National League side, and they run out. And, he had to get up and leave. Mm. He couldn't. No, he couldn't take it. He couldn't it. take mm. the idea that the Phillies weren't in it, and he'd miss the World Series, as he did for the rest of his career. He mm-hmm. never never, never got to uh, manage in a World Series or play in a World Series. But do you remember him telling he me He never that? did after that? No, he had the Angels twice. He was— uh, Oh, that's right. They he, lost uh, to Boston when they were up 3-1. He was ahead— Two games to nothing against the Brewers when it was a five best of five, and they lost three in a row in Milwaukee in '82, mm-hmm. and then '86 they, they were up three wow. to one. Donnie Moore came in and gave up the home run That's to right. Dave Anderson, and uh, they lost that one too. That's when, when the Twins played them in '02, right? In yes, ALCS in '02. I called them up, and you know one of my questions was. Are you going to the go to the ball game, game three? He says, No, they invited me. They want me to come up, but I'm not going to be responsible if they get beat. He yeah. said, if, I, <laughs> if I'm there and the Angels, if the Angels get beat and I'm their guest, I'll get the blame. He yes. said, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. Would he have liked the rally monkey? Would he have been a big rally he, monkey? He guy? would have taken anything he could get to get to the World <laughs> Series, man. That was life itself for him. So. But I was in Milwaukee for that. Uh, would you '82? You were. Mm-hmm. Were you there mm-hmm. when they played? Uh, when they beat the Angels? Yes. Five. Mm-hmm. Rodney, you know Rodney. Wasn't '82 was a series Milwaukee and St. Louis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the Brewers after the yeah that was a great series, and uh, that was. But the Milwaukee crowd was as raucous as any I've ever seen in County Stadium. Man, they loved that team. That's a great baseball town, Milwaukee. Are the Bucks uh, going to get to the finals? I don't know. Well, the Nets, if Irving's hurt, Irving block, uh, Harden's hurt, and now Irving last night sprained an ankle, so they might beat him. Yeah, they're. We got another new golfer I've never heard of who won a tournament. No, and that chess and whatever that chess and whatever his name was, Chesson Hadley, three ahead with 
three to go and yep. uh, ended up hitting it in the water and hitting it all. I, didn't I had never it. heard of that you tournament. Know, where was it? It was called the Palmetto Challenge. It was in South Carolina. So the Palmetto, they must have, the golf course must have came up with local sponsors or something. I don't Because there's no company called Palmetto. They so. had a pretty decent field considering it's U.S. Open week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Dustin Johnson was there. Yeah, he was there, and uh, he made a run and then hit it in the water like yeah. he has a tendency to do these days. That's right. It's U.S. Open week and nighttime we TV. We get primetime golf. Nighttime TV is taken care of. That's right. That's perfect. Is that nice for you? I love that. that. Nice for you? Okay. <laughs> Quality <laughs> time with the bride? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, she doesn't really care about the U.S. <laughs> Open. Oh, well, and if Brooke, you know, I can give them a sh- uh, hole-by-hole uh, outlook. Yeah, our guy played at, with his. My, it's at my course, Joe. Uh, of course. Well, how is the golf balls I again? Wonder, I wonder how many of the golfers will have their ball, golf ball. In a plastic bag. Well, uh, I did. In fact, Pat, I start to trend the whole story. But uh, when we were out there on vacation, I went to a play it again sports similar yeah, to that right. to just buy a bag and two clubs. <laughs> and uh, when they I let you on, huh? Well, they, they I had to wait until late in the day when everybody else that are, that are the, all the did members somebody else pay for it or no i did i thought it was 100 and a half no two? it was two two and a quarter oh, wow but <laughs> the best part pat was the uh the the young man that was assisting everybody yeah. with their stuff he said sir you left your bag and i said keep it <laughs> Got it. thank you did you hear that price giants ridge fans oh. yeah. play the quarry and the uh Legend. When are we going up there? Royce well, has got to come with us. Yeah, you want to take our golf trip with us? Ah. Uh, drag the clubs out for this event. Okay. So who's uh, what? What is the event? Well, we're making just one us. Oh, oh, I thought you were open. raising money. For Kenny. Some. Kenny said he gets to rip heaters and drive the beverage okay, cart. Okay, we have to get. Uh, <laughs> tell me when you're going. I'll get Mary. Uh, I'll get Message to come out and uh, have a drink with you. Oh boy. One of the. You know, he'll come out. Does he live right near there? Yeah, he lives in. You know, Boabic, basically. Yeah, far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lives uh, Yeah, he lives right there. Still doing okay, too. I talked to him. Good. I was going to... Are he uh, and the big guy still good buddies, I think? Yes. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I forever. I think when you, uh, when you played hockey with John and he was your idol, because yeah. he was so damn good, I think that secures you forever. Right. I think Stan played with him. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Plus a former employee here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If they, they weren't on the same line, though. The no, line right. was uh, <laughs> the line was Masich, Doherty, and who the hell was the third guy? It was the most famous line in Gopher history, and I can't remember who the third guy is. Dick Doherty, who was a great player, I think he just passed away. And Johnny. Johnny's and, in what his eighties? Yeah, but uh, he's still uh, still uh, doing pretty good. I think he still plays some golf. I think mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much so. And uh, what a what a good guy though, man alive, Dick Doherty, D O U G H E R T Y. I'm looking for the if line. I, I can't remember. You know that that Eveleth had a high school had a high school team that Michigan Michigan was like the power, and Ike was the goalie, and Matt Chefs mm-hmm. was another Eveleth mm-hmm. guy who was the superstar for them. And the University of Minnesota gave their first scholarship hockey, a first hockey scholarship to get John because they, you know, his family had zero money. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doherty, Masich, and that's all you got to type. 
Doherty, Message, and maybe I can beat them on this computer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find their the, the rooster on here. No, you don't need the rooster. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was looking at the U of M's website here to see if I could pull up a, a roster from back then. Although Masich was a dominant force in the college in the ranks, he never chose to turn pro. The Iron Ranger had other commitments. I was in the ROTC program when I was at the U. He said, I had a two-year obligation. I played in the 56 Olympics. That was coached by Johnny Marooch. I took my degree in education and with three kids in my family. Campbell. Only six in the NHL. I Campbell. accepted a Gene job Campbell. from Stanley Hubbard at uh, Hubbard Broadcasting, and I don't regret any of it. Well, the reason he did is it was a six-team league, and they, they treated Americans like... Uh, you know, I don't know, like... Uh, Second-class citizens? Campbell. Uh, yes. Gene Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. Gene like the soup. You know, I found it by typing message Doherty and... Ah, <laughs> and uh, I did too, but it didn't come up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got her. Campbell. Gene Campbell. He They're just, all out there. Oh, I spelled Doherty wrong. D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. Yeah, I got the D-O-U-G-H part. Campbell's right after Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. I think Gene... The gene just I don't I I'm, I'm killing don't off kill too anybody many off yeah I mean I've got a bad habit you, well yeah you people. haven't it's you've had a good run though you haven't done it for a yeah, while yeah because damn near everybody's dead well, you know <laughs> what was the uh, was it the twins pitcher that you had no Vern Mickelson oh I thought was it was the, a twins pitcher recently twins pitcher did I kill off too who was the guy yeah lived in Appleton. Oh, Jerry Kuzman. Jerry, yes. <laughs> Come like it Jerry is Kuzman from Appleton died. And if, if, if he died in Morris, but he was a, like an Appleton native. How did I know that there's half the people out, half the people out there are Kuzmans? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's millions of them. There's dozens of them, you know. Didn't he call you like, no, Pat, I'm, I'm still around. No, I called... I called to see who answered to see if I could get some information, and he answered. <laughs> I said, you sure sound like Coos, and he says, I am Coos. I said, well, gee, that's too bad. That's Mike, too wasn't bad. Mike in the that's other too one? too bad you're alive. Mickelson. screwed me up. Oh, Mickelson? Bird Mickelson. Just, Bird Mickelson. That's I was gross. pulling into the wild yep. parking lot, and I get a call from the, from the uh, uh, Star Tribune sports desk and said, Vern Mickelson just told us that Vern Mickelson died. And I said, oh, bleep. So I am driving back, and I did the, the sh hit, hit with you guys. Yeah, on and, time, and, I bet. And revealed that the great Vern Mickelson, one of the great guys ever, had died. Mm -hmm. And I get in the Star Tribune parking lot, and they call me and said, actually, Sid made a mistake. Uh-oh. Vern Mickelson told him that Joey Hutton Jr. had died. <laughs> Sid just got oh. a little. He was close. <laughs> he, thought, he was close. He thought that Joey Hutton Jr. had told him that Mickelson died, but where's Vern, the party? Vern yeah. had told him that Joey Jr. had died. <laughs> so then I called up Vern and said, "Vern, what a comeback!" You know, I, I told him we killed you off, Vern, and then he really got a few. I think I got a column out of it. Oh. Vern, greatest comeback in sports history. We it's like when you play the telephone game. You know, it's it, he was yeah. not a big fan of uh, of uh, the great man, Sidney. Vern, yes the uh, the entire story about if the Lakers had only traded oh. Vern Mickelson to the Celtics, they could have had Bill Russell and blah, blah. That ah. was told so often, Sid actually believed it, even though Arbach denied it and everybody else. Sure. But We're going to... Uh, every time the Celtics came to town, it was repeated. It was Gene Campbell. Yes. Gene. 
Is that what you're looking up? No, I'm looking up what the temperature is right now in Vegas. I was talking uh, about those three. I'm about those hot days in uh, hockey arenas. I want to know what it is right now. Cool. That's so modern. And so new, you think I'm those sure. uh, those Montreal Canadiens, as they're getting off the bus, are not getting that um, that quaint feel as they do when they What'd come you guess? to the X? 103. It's 103. No, I didn't look. Honest to God, Hot, right there. 103. <laughs> what a weatherman! I could have been a good weatherman. Just the humidity. Mm-hmm. Give me the humidity. Uh, 40. Nothing. 22. 5%. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, I'll take 103 if it's 5%. That's Holy okay. man. Well, now, this is game one between Vegas and the Habs. Yes. Yeah. When is game two? Do they skip a day? Yeah. So they'll be out there Wednesday? 110. 117. Ooh, yeah, that'll wow. get a little toasty. Uh, just a quick football note, gentlemen. Daniil Hunter and the Minnesota Vikings have agreed to a new wow. reworked contract on the first day of mandatory minic- wow. minicamp. Wow, they caved in, huh? Daniil gets significant more money moved up in his contract while Minnesota gets one of its stars to report. Uh, Hunter will receive... A lot of money. Let's just put it that we way. That's we a good way to call it. They told us yet? This is from Ian Wrap Up Up Reports. Pretty good. $18 million new roster bonus on the fifth day of the league year. So, And he's received a couple of more years added on to his and, existing uh, deal. How much, do we know how much? is? He hasn't told us yet how much of it's guaranteed. Huh? No, but uh, he will be on the books for $20 million next year. Next year. Okay. Yep. So, worth it? If his neck's healthy, if he's yes. healthy, he's the most important he's, he's player on good. the defense. He's pretty good if yep. he's healthy, but uh, if he's not, he's Byron Buxton. Yeah, yep. So, although they haven't paid Buxton yet, well, uh, they uh, they're trying to take Spielman and Zim know that this is it. They're on the clock. They, uh, oh yeah, they, mm-hmm. they got to win. So they got to. I don't even know if making the playoffs is good enough. I think they got to win a game. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs. Are they going to trade Rodgers, do you think? Yep. I do, too. Yeah, they're going to trade him. They're just, you know, there's what what the hell sense is there not to? Especially if he doesn't want to play. Especially as good as Jordan Love looked in uh, in the (laughs) minicamp. Yes. That's my new uh, way to agitate. Is uh, Every every time I see something positive about Jordan Love, I said... They're going to have the best quarterback in the division again! (laughs) (laughs) I never figured out what he was pouting about. Uh, I think he's pouting. People think it's because he took it. I think it's more the field goal and thinking they're idiots. And and he doesn't like Brian Gutekunst. Mm -hmm. He he wanted them to get him a receiver last year to go with Devontae Williams in a... Adams. Devontae Adams in a draft in which was loaded with receivers, and he took another quarterback. And that, that originally irritated him. And then... Uh, luckily for him, Devontae Adams had the, was fabulous. But and then then I think he's mad at the coach for kicking the field goal yeah. and him sitting there and the game ends with him sitting on the bench. The best was the one guy that asked him about it in a Jeopardy question. I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys saw that. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Who oh, decided yeah. to kick the field goal? Right. <laughs> <laughs> plus, he's got the new girlfriend. He wants to be in California, right? Yes. And she'll probably. She'll probably if he's in Denver, she'll come to Colorado. They can have a nice little place halfway up the mountains, sure. you know, worth a few million. Take some edibles. But she ain't going to Green Bay. No, she ain't hanging out all winter in Green Bay. What's her name? Oh, uh, she's got a goofy yeah, first. Yeah, she name. does have a goofy first name. She was Dorothy. One of the, no, 
No, Shaona or some damn thing. I've never heard of her. She was in, I don't know how in the hell I ended up in this movie. And my Shailene Woodley. Shailene oh yeah, Woodley. she's a she's a cutie. Yeah, she was in the um, Danica met introduced her to Aaron, and then Aaron dumped Danica for her. Oh oh, he's whoops. that kind of guy. Yeah, that's she was in the um, she was in Fault of the Stars, right? Fault of the Stars. Yes, I went to that with my wife, and she should never ever dislike me again for sitting through. That piece of crap. <laughs> Wasn't on your. Why did I go? I don't know why I, have I no went. Idea. I don't know. Just the name should have told me that I shouldn't go. She was in the George Clooney movie where he was running around Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah. The Descendants, I think that it was. That wasn't bad. No, that, that was pretty good. Movie. That was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad. The Descendants, by by the standards of it. Right. Let's anyway. go to the bank. You know, go to the bank? Yeah. I'm going to make a recommendation. Which you would another one? I'm the uh, another Bitcoin. watching another TV watching recommendation. Mm-hmm. Flack on Amazon. F L A K. F L A C K. Flack. Yeah. It's yeah. about these PR people in London. Uh, three, four women. Uh, what's your Anna Paquin is in it, and uh, but. They have Hollywood types and client types, athlete types, getting in big jams, mm-hmm. and then they come up with creative ways to get them out of it. Mm. And uh, like, for instance, last this last one I watched, uh, the, the this charming young couple that is the in, in couple in Vegas and in uh, London. Had their first child, and it it was an African. It was a it was a black child. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's not black. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. So they call in the specialist yeah. and say, "What what do you do here?" You know. And well, they said they convinced him to to admit he was infertile, and that he was a big buddy of this the the guy, the basketball player who had impregnated her. And they asked him as a friend to donate the sperm. And Got it. That was a. I thought that was pretty creative. Got it. Pretty yeah, creative. That's creative. Yes, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that goes. On. I uh, recommend. But it's also we're coming out of the pandemic and. We've been watching a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? I've got one recommendation for you guys. Don't know if you'll take me up on it or not, but the. Um, there's a new show out, The Celebrity Dating Game. I oh, highly really? recommend you guys take that one. Uh, kind of be celebrities. They kind of uh, set themselves up, and it's uh, uh, some quirky twists. It's yes. It can get nutty. Yes. Celebrity that's, Dating that's Game. That's it for me. Okay. We're he sorry. has left the bank. We're done. The show is called Fleck. Flack. Positivity is going to change this culture, yes, period. When you get inside the football walls, too. you're going to have positivity hit you right in the face. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm Thanks. still miffed they didn't give me that job as the gopher beat writer. Oh, that's uh, right. You were a natural. A natural. You tossed your hat in the ring. He and I would have uh, oh, yeah, got along right swimmingly. Joe's already uh, filling out his get withdrawal to the bank, slip. man. Get to the bank. Anything left in there? This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. 
What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh, has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952 925 Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom. The owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you.